Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse DePlantis here. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast. Last week, we preached part one of God's cure for Satan's infection. This is part two. Everybody has thoughts, right? Some should be said and other thoughts should not be said. Because the ones that are not be said, if you say them, Satan uses that to infect your mind. He plants a virus in your mind to mess you up spiritually, physically, and financially. I'm telling you, this is going to touch you and minister greatly to you. Get your notes out from last week, because this is part two. It's entitled God's Cure for Satan's Infection, part two. Take the notes. You're going to use it, and it's going to happen today, and you'll shut the devil down. Watch. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, Paul writing to the church of Corinth, he says, uh, for the weapons of, of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So thoughts are strongholds. See, now I want to stop, I want to go up to verse 3. Now when you do this, see, they're not carnal. He said, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Why would you war with something that's already dead? Have you ever seen a dead person really look like this, somebody? Well, because they, they don't, because the life is gone. Now, the funeral home can fix them up pretty nice, but they still don't look like it. He says, I war not after the flesh. My God. Now, how did he do that? Verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. I don't use natural things, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. How do you do that, Brother Jesse? Verse 5, casting down imaginations. Those are thoughts. And every high thing, every what thing? Every, what thing? That exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What exalts itself against the knowledge of God? Sickness? Disease? Poverty, when God said he'll bless you in the city, bless you in the field, bless you going in, bless you going out. Yeah, but, 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 but yeah, but now don't take that thought saying that you're looking at what you don't have. The reason why you don't have it because you keep saying it. Say what you want, not what you have. Casting down imaginations. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every what? Into what? Why you got to captivate it? Because you got to lead it out. If it's bad, or lead it to, to some place if it's good. You see what I'm saying? Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You got to cast it down. It won't get down by itself. You have to throw it down. You see what I'm saying? Write this down. If we allow our minds to dwell foolishly, we will become useless people. Full of distresses. Isn't that the church today? If we allow our minds to dwell foolishly on what? Thoughts that shouldn't be said. We will become useless people. Full of distresses. Can you believe that some preachers will preach that if the Holy Ghost moves in the church, it will distress people? They won't allow the Spirit of God to move because you might get distressed. That imagination has taken over that preacher's mind or this stupid statement, you never know what God's going to do. That's a useless, distressful person. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good because you don't want to go to your leader and you're about ready to get shot and killed and he goes, I don't know what I'm going to do. 
You want somebody that can lead. You want somebody that can stand up and say, a fight you want, a fight you going to get. You want somebody that will give you a quote, ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. You might want to hear somebody say, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. A government of the people, by the people, and for the people. People remember quotes. Pharaoh, let my people go. We'll fight them on the beaches. We'll fight them in the hills. We'll fight them in the streets. We shall never surrender. All we have to fear, man, you know those things. December 7th, 1941, a date that will live in infamy. How could they say such phenomenal quotes? They let the thoughts out. They were just like you. We just lost our Pacific fleet on December 7th, 1941, when the Imperial Empire of Japan attacked us. What would you have done if FDR said, well, that's it. <laughs> or when the submarines were circling the United States when Germany was coming at us. He's just as human as you are. Leaders lead. And I don't mean this to sound arrogant. The reason why, and I'm telling people, you need to evacuate. I believe in evacuation if something happened because Jesus evacuated with Mary and Joseph because Herod going crazy. But the Lord said, Jesse, you stay. Generals don't leave. Thank God that the next day I'm in the streets praying with people. If we allow our minds to dwell foolishly, we'll become useless people, full of distresses. How do you, I don't want to be that. Cast down that imagination. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And you know what? They will remember your quotes. I don't want my children judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. That thought is still running all over the world. Now you understand what you're starting to understand where I'm at now, you see. That's why he said that in Matthew 6 so many times. Take no thought. Take no thought. Why do I take the thought saying it? Now if it's a good thought, say it. Mm -mm. Let me say it again. If we allow our minds to dwell foolishly, we will become useless people, full of distresses. Now write this down. The secret of possession is an inner one, not an outer one. You see, everything I've ever possessed, I possessed it inner before I could get it outer. See what I'm saying? Let me say it again. The secret of possession is an inner one. If we seek after God, God's world will not fail us. Well, I live in God's world. (laughs) I live on earth like I'm living in heaven. That's why I'm not broke, busted, despondent, discouraged. I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in, blessed going out. Everything we do here is all done by faith. We have no promise of any. All you partners that help us, we thank you from the bottom of our heart, but you don't have to. But I don't dwell that you won't. I dwell on what you will. Amen. 
and I won't break trust with you and you won't break trust with me. Why? Because I trust you, you trust me, and we both trust God. Amen. Ah. That's why I don't change. Because it don't get no better than trust. That's why me and Kathy will be married almost, well, be married June the 6th of 2022, 52 years. Wow, we trust each other. Hmm. Let me say it again. The secret of possession is an inner one. If we seek after God, God's word will not fail us. Sometimes I will ask you to tell me something. It sounds like I want to know your business. Let me help you. I do. Why? So I can pray with you. If two of us agree on earth is touching in, I don't want to know how much money you make, but you want to tell me, fine, I don't care. I'll, I'll keep it private. I, 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 how are you doing? Is there anything I can do for you? I, I, want, I want something to believe with you. See, that's an inner possession that I, if we get together, then that inner possession will become an outer possession. You will physically see it. And that's what you've been believing God for. That doesn't mean we don't have challenges in life. So what? You see what I'm saying? Let me say it again. So you get it all down. The secret of possession is an inner one. If we seek after God, God's world will not fail us. See, so that's what I'm, I'm reaching. I'm not just trying to know who you are and what you do. I, I, I don't control you or command you. I will not do that. But I've said it so many times, but I'll say it again. Jesse the Planets will never tell you you can't do something. When the Bible explicitly says you can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth you. Look, you people out there, when are we going to believe that? Well, you say that because you live in America. No, I say that because it's in the Bible. You may be in Africa right now and ain't got a dime living in a cardboard box, but you can have a house. Because God said you could. But maybe you said your thought that led you to the cardboard box. Because you figured you couldn't do any better. Write this down. It is wisdom as well as duty to be single-minded. That's why I brought you to 2 Corinthians 10, 5. Casting down, imagination. You see what I'm saying? Our weapons are not corner, but mighty through God. See that single-mindedness there. It is wisdom as well as duty to be single-minded and constant. You don't change. This is how you do that, brother. This is done by constant watchfulness. It is wisdom as well as duty. I love, I love that point. It is wisdom as well as duty to be single-minded and consistent. I said constant, but it's consistent. This is done by constant watchfulness. I'm consistent in my belief. A person told me that uh, I flew all over. I jumped all over California. Man, I've been watching you for over 40 years. You just don't change. You won't move. Why? I'm consistent. How do you stay consistent? Constant watchfulness. Because I'm just like any of you, any of you. I can get depressed if I allow it to happen. It all starts with a thought. It's called depression. You begin to believe what the devil's putting in your mind. That's infection. When God's giving you a cure, what's the cure? Don't say it. You know, thoughts that are not spoken will die unborn. They will abort themselves. Let me say this again. It is wisdom as well as duty to be single-minded and consistent. This is done by constant watchfulness. Yeah. So I do it all the time. I have to watch because I'm just as human as you are. 
For example, I, and I said this the other day out in California. I was telling people, they said, you know, but Jesse, 1 Peter 2.24 says by his stripes you were healed. That's correct. Also that if you took your infirmity, he bore your sickness, by his stripes you were healed. Well, how come we get sick? How come we get sick? And I'm a Christian and I believe. Let me help you. You ready? Because you live in a corruptible vessel. Your body is decaying right now, even the babies. So you have to use 1 Peter 2.24 to keep that, that decay at hand, shut down to re, to, so your body can be replaced with good things. Now, when our body puts on incorruption, when we get that new body, you ain't got to worry about that no more. See, your, your spirit is incorruptible, but your body is corruptible. You got to get this earth suit off you. See, so you got to use the scriptures to keep you healed, to keep you blessed. So when you begin to feel a sniffle, don't think COVID. And that's what you do. They have said that so much. Before COVID ever came, people say, oh, I got a slight cold. Yet there were 55,000 people every year dying of the flu. And we had the swine flu. Then we got the Hong Kong flu. We didn't have to get a booster. What happened to the immune system? Forgot about that. Do you see what I'm saying? Now, I'm not against medicine or vaccinations or immunization. I believe in all that. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm an American. Don't tell me I have to. I don't have to do nothing. I don't even have to pay my taxes. If I don't want to, I'll go to jail, but hey, I'll keep my money. But I would advise you to pay your taxes because render to Caesar what's Caesar. And to God's what's God's. Most people that live normal don't really understand taxes. They go, well, I paid a lot. It's when you begin to make big money. It's amazing. To get a $100,000 check and take $50,000 and send it to the government. Cut it in half. $200,000, that's $100,000. Million dollar, 40%. Boom! Oh, you forgot about the state at 10%. Boom. I loved it when uh, Serena Williams, that great tennis player, she told one of the presidents, can't you do something about this? Because she's worth every dime. That woman can play, boy. I mean, she's phenomenal. But oh, it's amazing to have a check like that. Well, let me just help you. All these people, they don't realize it. They don't get it. When they win the lottery, oh, I got $500 million. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> because they're going to take at least 40% of it, the uh, lottery people. Then the IRS is coming. And since you're now in that bracket, they're going to charge you 37% or probably now 39 But if you live in the state of Louisiana, they're going to hit you for 4 to 5% plus the parish that you're in. So your 500 million, you may, by the time it's all said and done, you might have 150 million too. That's still a lot of money, but not what it was before. It is wisdom as well as duty to be single-minded and consistent. This is done by constant watchfulness. Now write this down. I'm dealing with this 2 Corinthians 10, 5. Remember, I started in Matthew 6. Watch this. You eliminate evil influences by not permitting them 
to enter into your mind. You eliminate it. You eliminate evil influences by not permitting them to enter into your mind. As I go back to that scripture, when he tries to enter, that's not my thoughts. I will not allow that to enter. You enter it, when you say it, it becomes your, I, I cast that down. I, I'm going to think on lovely, just, good report, pure and virtuous. I, this is what I'm going to do. So I don't allow evil influences to come into my mind. See, that's how you get angry with people. Even though they may deserve it, that's not your job to judge them. Mm. Yeah. I remember one time I was sitting down in a restaurant uh, in Alabama, Coleman, Alabama. Now at that time, Alabama was very, very prejudiced many years ago. And this young black pastor had come to hear me preach. And I said, and you know, I was by myself. Most of the time I was by myself all the time back then. I said, you hungry? Would you like to go out and eat a little supper? I'm going to eat after the service. Because the pastor had something to do. He said, oh, I'd love to. Now, I didn't know that uh, some of these towns said that black people had, could, couldn't stay there overnight. Uh, they'd have a sign. They had a, whatever they call that. I don't know what. So we just got in the car. And I said, why don't you drive? Uh, 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 I said, Instead of, just drive with me and I'll bring you back and get your car. Because we had to, coming back, we had to pass by the church anyway. And, and so he said, okay. Well, I walked and sat down. And he went, Brajessa, Brajessa, And I didn't pay him. I said, come on. And I sat down. And man, we waited, and we waited, and we waited, and we waited. Finally, I looked, and I said, excuse me. We'd like to have a couple of menus, please. So this guy comes walking up there, and he got this cocky attitude. I don't know who he is. Never seen him before in my life. Never want to see him again. <laughs> is that a bad thought? <laughs> no. And I said, uh, uh, can we get a minute? He says, uh, well, we'll give you one, but not him. I said, what'd you say? And the, and the pastor was so like, but, but, but Jesse, this is Alabama. I said, I, I know where I'm at. I also know I'm in this restaurant. I said, what did you say? And my mind said, pick up that knife. <laughs> so I picked up that knife, and without thinking, I said, what did you say? And I could hear this thought, cut him. <laughs> because he's going to bleed red just like this man, just like I do. I'm going to show him what color is. I got that knife in my hand. And the pastor goes, oh, I said, what did you say? I said, I'm going to take this knife. And he just looked at it, and I'm going to use it to cut my steak. <laughs> Would you like a steak? He goes, uh, yeah. I said, two of them. Uh, yes, sir. I felt so good. I'm going to use it. I didn't do that. Just use it to cut my steak. You know, that guy put the steaks there. We ate that, and they stayed away from our table. And we had to tell them, excuse me, we'd like some more water or Coke or something. And then I finally said, come here. I said, I am no different than that man. His money can pay for the steak. My money can pay for the steak. We both eat the steak. The steak does to his body what the steak does to my body, which is nutrition. I said, there is no race here, and it shouldn't be in this town. 
Do you understand? That's true, ladies and gentlemen. I was angry, and that thought came to my mind, but I had to rebuke it. That old boy didn't realize how close he was. See, Satan loves to provoke anger. That's why we have to hold fast to the form of sound words. What do sound words do? Number one, they neutralize false thoughts. What does that mean? In other words, Satan will put a false thought in your mind. Sound word says, I will not do that. That's not my thoughts. My thoughts are lovely, just, good, report, pure, and virtuous. I think on these things. Listen, the devil uses people to attack me all the time. But I always remember 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Chapter 10, it's a powerful chapter. Though we walk in the flesh, we, do, we don't war after the flesh. Weapons are not cornered, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. That's what it means to be single-minded and constantly watchful. I'm telling you, I mean that sincerely. Maybe someone hurt you. And you can't stop dwelling on it. I know what you're saying here. Don't let the enemy infect you. Cast those thoughts down right now. Can I pray for you? Father, help these people. Lord, you said, be not conformed to this world. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Lord, I ask you to renew their minds right now that they're going to love people they don't like, that they're going to bless their enemies, pray for them, all those different things, God, because the good thoughts from you will work much, much better than the bad thoughts from Satan. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I'm going to tell you something, buddy. The battle of the mind, take no thought saying. That's how you take them. You say them. But say, when you want something, then say what you want. Don't say what you don't want. And if you feel that flush of anger, you know that's not of the Lord. No, the Bible says be angry and sin not. And you can do that through the power of God's word. I'm starting to preach here again. I can't help myself. Glory to God. Stay right there. I'll be back in just a minute to speak another word to you. I hope you're enjoying this message. And I believe you're learning something today that's going to change your life. Not today, but forever. That's the words of Jesus. See, Justin Finance Ministries has one driving passion, one thing we ask in Jesus' name to be empowered and equipped above and beyond to effectively share God's message of salvation with the entire world. We want everyone to have an opportunity to know the real Jesus, approachable, personable, compassionate, and full of joy. That's the truth that we put on full display and invite countless others to know for themselves. We know he'll do everything and more. Why? Because we believe it, leading us to do the impossible for his glory. God called me to go. He said, go ye and I go. And sent people to link up in faith with the vision. That's you sending me to do the work. We are running further and faster than ever, infused with supernatural energy, shining the light of the gospel, seizing every divine opportunity. We're advancing and cutting through barriers to reach people right where they are. What shall I do for thee? Ask God for something unbelievable, something impossible. And you know what God will do? 
to walk off that throne and go get that thing for you. that God has placed within each one of us a deep desire to live a better life. Whether it's a life free from pain, fear, or lack of any kind, God wants to bring that to pass for you. In my book, You Are Designed for Glorious Living, you'll discover how to achieve the better life God has for you. You know, long before you took your first breath, God had designs on you for glorious living. You are designed for glorious living. Available at JDM.org. You know, if you hadn't got your copy of Kathy's new book, You Are Designed for Glorious Living, you need to get that thing. If you're searching to understand who you are and what you're living for, this book, Kathy's book, will bless your life. How do you get it? Go to JDM.org to order You Are Designed for Glorious Living today. That's JDM.org. Partners, thank you. I hope we say thank you enough. You know, sometimes I wonder, is thank you not big enough? I don't know, because you've been so courteous and kind in all these years of preaching the gospel. We've never had a financial deficit because simply you obeyed God and I obeyed God. And, and, and together we do something. We're reaching the world. We're reaching people, changing lives one soul at a time. How do I know you're going to support this ministry? I trust you. You trust me. We both trust God. That's how I know. And you know what? I live my life the way God told me to live my life, and that's to live clean and holy before the Lord. If you like to enjoy this entire message in its completeness, you can watch it online with hundreds of other messages on our free app and at totaljdm.org. We used to have to charge for that. But our faithful financial partners like you helped us, so now you can just get on it for free and you'll be blessed. Thank you once again, partners, for being so courteous and kind. I'll tell you one thing. It just touches me. It's not about the money. It's about the people that were stopping from going to hell. People say, I don't believe hell's real. Well, it is real. It might no different whether you believe it or not. It's still the truth. And, brother, I want to tell you some partners together. We are doing what God said to do. Go to the world and preach the gospel to every creature, not some of them. That's every available voice, every available outlet. We can't do it without finances because we live in an economic world. But I can rely on you and you can rely on me. We both can rely on God. Thank you for watching today. Until next week, Jesse the Planet saying we love you. See you soon. Bye-bye. Do you know what it means to love God? I encourage you to get my September partner offer because it will empower you and increase your love for God. I'm talking about the most important matter of the heart, putting God first in your life. What does it mean to love God? Really, what does it mean? Well, you'll learn it. All you got to do is go to jdm.org for all that information. You'll be blessed. Thank you. Bye-bye.
we often get comments from our different programs that we put out, especially on social media mm -hmm. since we start. They like it when we spar together on the chat. and Well, we don't agree they, on everything. We, no, we would if she true. would agree with me, but we don't. You know. <laughs> the so that's okay. says iron sharpened at the iron. Iron sharpened at the iron. should be pretty sharp by now. <laughs> I love it. I love watching you both, and so many people so do. So people think we got a good marriage? Oh, yes. They know you have a good marriage.